and welcome back to Chatting with Chaz. I'm so glad you're here today. Today is going to be so much fun. But before we get into that, let me introduce myself for some of you that might be tuning in for the first time. I am Chaz. I am your host. I am the creator and founder of Linen and Flax Co., located here in Roswell, Georgia. If you're not following along at Linen and Flax Co. on Instagram, please do. And also Chatting with Chaz, our new podcast. And make sure you check out our website to find more about Linen and Flax at www.linenandflax.com. Okay, let's get into why we're here today. I am so thrilled, not only because she is the funniest person on the planet, but she is one of my favorite people on the planet. I love Heather, and I know you do too. We all do. And I just can't believe you're here. Hi. On my couch, chatting with Chaz. I love you. I love you too. I mean, my kindred (laughs) sister. Everyone thinks that we're the same person. We are. But you got really thin on me, so I'm pissed. So now it's like, (laughs) I'm the before, you're the after. And I'm very upset about it. Okay, that is. So funny. Did that just come out naturally? Because that is so freaking funny. I told her we look alike. Everyone says, "Are you real sisters? Yeah. Are we related?" But I'm like, I, I, I she is my sister, just from another yes. mother. And I would love to have Robin as my stepmother. I mean, Robin is. Uh, you want me to bring her today? I was like, absolutely not. Absolutely she not. Is, she is a full liability. You were just getting this podcast off the ground. We want to see it. We want to see it soar. Um, we want to see it soar. Yeah. Uh, no. We. Uh, the funny thing is, we met years ago because you DM'd me. I did because I. I was moving to New York and I was like, I need a great couch. And you DM me and you were like, come to my shop in Roswell. Wait, wait, you were saying you were going to go to Ikea. And I was like, well, I was. hell no. Yes. Yes. And then you gave me the best couches in the world. And yes. I have since bought like five of these freaking yes. couches. We're, all we're one sitting of them on now. one today, actually. Is, I mean, listen, if you watch this podcast for anything, just buy the couch. Buy you the damn I mean? couch. That's what, that, that's what this is an advertisement for. Um, no, First I love you. First of all, yeah. I love you more. I really do. First of all, when you went to New York with the couch. Yeah. Funniest, I mean, on Instagram. I was glued. I think everybody was glued. Your drive mm. up there in the U-Haul with Jeff, the whole thing. I mean, the toll booth. Yeah. That was some of your best content. <laughs> I, it really was. And I've saved it. I've highlighted it. But uh, people don't realize that when you move into New York, if you're not, and I was in like a, a, a building with pretty large elevators, but if you're not in, in a new building with a service elevator, you cannot get furniture up there. No. So we've got these beautiful couches <laughs> all the way up to New York. And then I had to call this guy called the couch doctor. That's which, right. And he had to come and he sawed off the arms of the couch oh. and then deadbolted them back on. And when I say it was one guy that showed up, his name was Alex. I am 99% sure. <laughs> He was on methamphetamines. He was like, uh, we we're in the of basement of my building. And he was like, no, 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 I got this. I'm like, I just no, saw the arm off. I thought he was going to show up with like six guys. I'm like, surely they're going to saw the arms off. And then it's six guys are going to help him carry it up. No, no, no. Oh this gosh. guy saran wrapped the couch by himself, carried it up with one little dolly on his, back. on his back. I was like, he is on so much crystal meth right now. But you know what? I got my couches <laughs> got my in. Couch. He was friendly. It was a great price. So if you ever buy a linen and flax couch and you live in an old building in New York City, call the couch guy. Call the couch guy. And then he got it out because you stayed for the pandemic. Yes. And then you you actually bailed right before it got gnarly, we right? Did. We left, but we had, didn't move out. We still had our apartment for like a year, but okay. we came back. Now we're back in Georgia. I and love people, that you're back. I love being back. Yes. You're a Georgia girl through and through. I'm a Georgia girl. I mean, maybe a little Italy sprinkles here and there, but definitely. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we definitely on the vision board is to buy a house in Tuscany or the Amalfi coast, but we haven't made that money yet. So <laughs> still hoping to, to get there. Listen, I went to the Amalfi coast for the first time. You know, yep. I didn't have a passport until this last year, which is insane, which to is me. insane. I mm. never went anywhere other than Rosemary beach. Right. So, um, I went to Italy and now I know why you love it. It is unbelievable. It's uh, my husband. And I always say Italy is the most perfect place in the world. It, if it was run like Germany and had like German efficiency, Italy would be unstoppable. <laughs> but the reason we also love it is because it's so absolutely chaotic too. Yes. Like if they just don't it's, feel like doing something like, no, whatever. No, no, you know, they're just like, no, it's not going to happen. And yes. that brings me so much joy. It does. It, because it's too. so, my husband is like kind of an angry Italian in the best way. And he'll just kind of like bullshit you and be like, it's not going to happen. You're like, I'm a yes person. I will always find a yes. Yes. But that's that's why I love Italy forces you to slow down and it just does. be like, have coffee. I never mm-hmm. drank coffee. I never had a cappuccino until I went to Italy. I'm 49 years old. Can you believe that? Because you really are, um, <laughs> you're, you're living a whole new life. I'm living my best life, Heather. And I'm so proud of and you. And I'm watching you and okay. I'm trying to keep up. Co- come on the journey with me. Because Let's do it. I'll, I'm ready. I'll go on the road with you. Let's, Let's go. Do it. Well, the, when I say the road, being on the road doing comedy is not glamorous. You don't want to go on that road. But if 
you want to go on vacation with me, I do it nights. I think okay? we need to go on vacation together. Yeah, for be, sure. Being I'm ready. On the road is not. You do not want to do that. <laughs> no. Tell me about yeah. being on the road. Like oh. you. Mm-hmm. First of all, I can't even keep up with you. Mm-hmm. I try, but I mean, I see you at the Emmys. I see you hosting a, a red carpet. I see you doing a show. You're yeah. doing Netflix. I don't even know what you're doing. So tell me about like the past year in the life of Heather McMahon. Oh yeah. Um, okay. So <laughs> in a uh, nutshell. In a nutshell. <laughs> well, it's interesting because like the last year, just kind of in our business, for those who don't know, I'm a stand-up comedian um, and an actress, but you I know. I should have introduced you. No, actress, comedian, Please. amazing, I mean, Her cousin, entrepreneur, my cousin. Yeah. Yes. Um, oh, my industry kind of shut down a little bit last year because I'm in the Writers Guild and the Screen Actors Guild. And so everybody was on strike. But thank God I have stand-up because I was still able to tour. So I've just been touring consistently for the past four years. And then everything kind of shut down when it came to like television and film and acting and writing and selling shows. Cause that's what I, else I do. So I was just like, all right, full steam ahead on the road. But I yes. mean, you know, listen, I have the greatest job in the world. This is what I dreamed about as a kid. I love doing stand up. I love being on the road. Touring is so much fun. Live shows are the greatest rush, the greatest high you'll ever you're feel. So unbelievable. Oh, you're so sweet. I mean, it's, it's, here's my thing. The comedy is the one thing where I feel like I really am in the pocket. Like that's what I know. God gave yes. me that gift to bring joy. If you really simplify yes. it and break it down, people are like, I always tell young girls, we're like, Heather, I want to get into the biz. Or, or we're like, how did you know what you want to do? I'm like, listen, I was a funny kid. I knew that it brought people joy. Yes. That was a gift God gave me. And I said, I'm going to go full steam ahead in that direction. Is it perfect? No. Is it glamorous? No. But I love what I do. So I can't complain. But being on the road is, <laughs> is a gnarly gig. I mean, you are in one one weekend, you're in four different cities. You know what I mean? It's you are nonstop. eating out of a, a, uh, you, I eat mostly at Starbucks in the, in the airport. Not yes, even the ones yes, in the town. Yeah, yeah. I live off sous vide <laughs> egg bites and shaken espressos yes. and I'm nauseous all the oh time. Oh my gosh. I don't know how you do it. Yeah. But I mean, it's great. I, I, I love, I've seen America. I'm seeing the world. I'm going to Australia uh, next week to go do shows there. So unbelievable. Richly blessed, highly favored. We'll never complain. Yes. I mean, but I'm tired. I'm but very you're tired. sleepy. Your yeah. girl is tired. <laughs> you're going to New Zealand. Before uh-huh. I even get to New Zealand, that's like unbelievable that you're doing that. And can you believe that so many people know you in New Zealand, in Australia? And first no. of all, does that blow your mind? Well, I, I, it completely blows my mind. I mean, we'll see. I haven't seen the ticket sales yet. So there may be 14 <laughs> people at these shows in Australia. <laughs> Doubt it. Um, but it is cool. I mean, you know, thank God for the internet and social media because it's just, it's wild. When my Netflix special came out, it was really wild because I had people from all over the world start sending me messages being like, I just found you. This resonated with me. And that's a cool thing about comedy is like, you know, my perspective or point of view or how I twist something in a funny way may be really cathartic to somebody yes, else. And that's totally. a beautiful thing. So that's been cool. That's really what you do. I th- we saw you at the Fox, which yeah. unbelievable at the Fox. And how many times you've sold out the Fox? I've lost count. <laughs> I mean, how many times do you know? Even? I mean, I played there four or five times. And yeah. you sold them out. It is yeah. like nothing I've ever seen. And the whole time I sat there, I just... I was in awe. My mouth was open because uh, I'm like, I've never seen a person in such their element. Like oh, truly so sweet. when I watched you, I'm like, she is living what God has given her. Like this is her purpose. And I looked around and I looked at people crying. They were laughing so hard. Mm-hmm. And I, I think the thing about you is you're every woman. Like, you speak like everything that we want to say, but we're afraid to say it. I feel like that's yeah, that kind true. of your, your thing. I, I'm, I'm laying on and the I'm sword like, for all women out there. I'm like, I've totally thought of that. Mm-hmm. That's exactly true. And she's saying it. I mean, it was hysterical, but you leave also feeling like, like a weight off your back. And I don't know if it's the laughing and the joy mm-hmm. or it's, it's just so much. You, you talk about everything that we all think about. My Heavy thing, subjects, fun, life, yeah. all of it. Life. I mean, listen, let me be the guinea pig. Let yes. me go through it and figure it out and then pick apart the little things that make us uncomfortable. I mean, that's the whole job in comedy, right? Yes. Is to observe life and then go through it. And I'm going to talk about the things that make us uncomfortable because I feel like with comedy, you either learn from it, grow from it, yes. or it just makes you feel better. Yes. And so let me be the guinea pig of life. You are. But I, I, it's funny, like I... I always say that like for 90 minutes on stage, that's when I feel the most respected, the most alive, the most in my power. Just that is where I I feel the most comfortable. I feel more comfortable in front of 6,000 people on a stage. They could all be strangers. I'd be standing up there naked and I'd feel more comfortable (laughs) than having to sit in like my accountant's office. Your confidence is like next level. And then, um, after your show, you had to do a few more takes for the special that you were creating. And you were just like, 
uh, you were just like all business. <laughs> it was unbelievable. And I'm like, this is a business. I mean, yes, we're all entertained and it's funny, but it was amazing to see the entrepreneur oh, of you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. There was just like, oh, she's on. And the takes that you did, I was just blown away. I just walked away so blown away. You're so sweet. No, you're amazing. It's funny because I, I feel like when I'm uh, when I'm on stage, I'm an old workhorse. Like I'm an old, you are. old show pony. I'm like Liza Minnelli. Yes. Like I'll be like, or like Joan Rivers. I'll be like 98 smoking a cig out I of a limo you interview her. That's with my little dogs yes. and just be like, you know, the, the show must go on kids. But I feel like I fail in so many other aspects of my life. Like there's, I mean, it's, it's wild. Like when you are in the zone and doing what you're supposed to do, I drop the ball in so many other ways. Yes. And that is what I struggle with. I come yes. off stage, I could have the best show of my life. And then I get in that car. And if somebody's in a bad mood or if something doesn't go Gosh, right, we I'll, are the same. I feel like I'm like, well, the, what um, was this a waste. For? I mean, <laughs> yes. I, I'm literally losing my mind. And my husband yes. and I talk about it all the time. I'm like, I don't know why I feel like such a failure in other aspects of my I, life. That's incredible that you would feel like that. Oh you are God. doing the most. It's because you're juggling too many balls. To yes. be successful these days, it's not just one thing. People no. say stand up, but they don't know. I've got eight other businesses that I'm trying to yes. run because you never know what's going to happen tomorrow. Yes. And then you just constantly feel like you're failing. Yes, you do. I feel like that. Mm -hmm. I think we relate in a lot of ways as friends we've talked about about that. And, you know, I think that's the other thing. I know that you're out there hustling because it's a hustle. Hustling. We are hustling. And I yeah. met you very young in the business. And I have to say, I don't know if I ever told you this, but when you talked about our sofas, you really put Linden Flax on the map. Oh my gosh. I mean, you really did. And that's why I really wanted you to be our first guest because you truly put us on the map. No one really heard of us, but when Heather McMahon has your back, Heather McMahon has your back. And that was huge for us. Uh, well, listen, I love and adore you. And let's talk about this sofa. Hold on real quick. Straight to camera. Let's talk about how comfortable this sofa is. So I got my leg up on the, on the sofa. These are great but, sofas. Yeah, you really well, did put us on the map. And I, I so thank you for I that. I genuinely, my, I get such a high, like off of like networking. Like when I meet somebody that I like and I, yes. you, like when I go to Italy, I got my people, I got my places, I got my restaurants. And I'm I not a creature. With the lip. You know what I mean? I get so people. horny and excited. <laughs> to tell, spread the good word yes. of good people. Yes. I just feel like, cause people have done that for me and I just love it. I'm like, Oh my God, if this place has the best product or the best food, you I do want that everybody for so know. many people, but it's genuine because I just genuinely, I get really excited. If there's something excited. I like, I just get excited. I don't know how to describe it. I love it. it. No, I'm the same way. If I, if I love you, if I yeah. like you, it's just like, I'm all in mm -hmm. and, and you are the same. We are yeah, very I'm not similar. a wishy-washy kind of gal. No. I totally agree. Yeah, you get it. That's what I love about you. Um, when we were in Italy, I was texting you and I'm like, yeah. hey, Heather, where should I eat? And you were just like, Johnny on the spot, like, Doo -doo 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 -doo. And I was like, okay, hold up. Where are we? Where are we going? And that was amazing. Like, you know, you know, Italy. I know Italy. That is my happy place. I that mean, is my, your happy my place. My husband and I got married there. I studied abroad there. I just go to Italy and it's no BS. Yes. Even though it's full of BS because <laughs> Italians will, I mean, I'm Italian. Yes. I'm, my family's Sicilian, so we're like yes. really full of shit. Um, but <laughs> But it is, it's just, it's a place where I go, I turn my brain off. I have a glass of wine. You get and, married. Oh, I get married. <laughs> I thrive. I sweat. Yes. You know what I mean? I don't know what it it's is. It's your place. But that's just my place. Is that more so than Turks? Because I know you go to Turks a lot. <sighs> Turks is a different, but Turks is where I go to turn my brain off. Yes. Italy is where I go to kind of get a little uh, restful and chaotic at the same yes. time. Okay, I no, love Turks that. Is, uh, Turks is also my happy place. I also just like to be by the water. You yes. know, I'm a Pisces through and through. Same. I love water. That's yeah. The rose Rosemary plays the rosemary it's because always. of water, but mm -hmm. I fell in love with Italy too. Venice, can we talk about Venice? Have it, you been? You've been so underrated. It's one of my husband and I's favorite city. Unbelievable. I, I'm obsessed with it. People, you know, it gets a bad rap because cruise ships used to be able to go in there. Yes, but Venice is absolutely iconic. You get lost in the twisty, windy oh, streets. It's unreal. I have all my restaurants. Like it is, it is my spot. Yeah. So, so out of all the places you've been to, because you're kind yeah. of a world traveler, uh -huh. and a lot of people, we ask people what they want to know. What's like your favorite place you've ever been to? Or, um, or like a place like Chaz, you need to go here or the people need to go Asia, there. Asia, I went to Thailand, Cambodia, and Vietnam. And wow. I think people think, I mean, obviously that side of the world's far away. It's a flight. Think about the things you do in 13 hours in a yes. day. You get on a flight in 13 hours, you'll be in Asia. I like, love that. Cambodia was probably one of the coolest places. Just immersing wow. yourself in a culture that is so foreign to you, so different. I, I'm dying to go back to Asia. I want to do Japan. I want to do Korea. I'm trying to go to Singapore. I I really love, I just loved Asia, period. No, um, I've I, been hearing that. It's it's awesome. Okay. It is just, the people are great. The food is incredible. The culture, the history, the art, all of it. I'm, I'm, I'm very into You're it. You're all in. Yeah, okay. I'm all in. But I'm going to New Zealand and Australia, so, you know, here we go. Let's so, do it. Yes, will yeah. you vacation? Like, you're going to New Zealand. Do you work? When you plan your tour, mm -hmm. do you choose all the cities? 
Um, no, well, no, we kind of see where like, you know, where I have a market Now I'm not doing shows in New Zealand. Okay. Jeff and I are just going to go pop over That's there for a couple days, ask. but then I have shows in Australia, but like we can, you know, you, with the, you can look at the analytics on social media now and be like, all right, we've got, you know, six fans in Canada, yes. three fans in Oregon. Like that's kind of how it works. Gotcha. But I do get to say like places I don't need to go back to, you know what which I mean? is what, like what, if, on vacation, like where would you say, yeah, oh. just save your money. Don't go oh, there. Don't go back to don't on vacation. Go. I was going to say on tour or I on tour. Can well, we get that I can't tape? say those places yet, but some of these cities are like, you haven't come back. Just know I hated it. No, I'm kidding. Um, where do I not need to go back to? It's hmm. a great question. Um, honestly, I haven't been come back to me on that. Okay. One. We'll come back. On come that. back to me on that one. It'll, it'll hit me in a second. Another uh, travel question. Yeah. Three things you can't leave home with. Without when you travel. Oh, okay. Three things I can't leave home without. Or one. All right. No, no, no. I, I'll give you three things. All right. I'll tell you right now. I pack so many underwear. It's just, it's actually kind of like, <laughs> yes. it's like oppressive. Are we thong or granny? Oh, I'm only thong. All okay. right. But okay. I, I shout out to Skims. I do the Skims high waisted oh, thong. Oh, okay. It's literally like you don't even feel them. Okay. Until it rolls into the front and then you feel it. You know and what I mean? And then you feel it. They're yes. very buttery soft I know and what you're comfortable. talking about. Yes. You don't feel it until, until, until you, you feel, feel it. it. But sometimes you kind of like like that. Yes. Um, yeah. So I pack so many underwear. Uh, it's, it's just insane. What else do I pack? I can't leave without, um, you, you know, you'd think that I would be such a pro at packing after being on the road for four yes. years. I'm actually not. I would think it's so hard. Well, I've tried to stress for you. I try to have a very organized system at home. Like I have four toiletry bags and then I have like full travel size and then my like tiny little travel size. And I like, if I'm just going away for the weekend, I try and be organized, but it's kind of chaos. And I'm, my husband calls me hurricane Heather. When I go into a hotel room, my bag explodes, there's shit everywhere. And he panics and he's like, he's not even that like organized and regimented, but he's like, how do you live like this? I'm like, I just know in my chaotic ADHD brain, I know where everything is. is. very clean. You know, I'll have housekeeping come like twice uh, during the yes. day, but I, don't I know touch where, my mess. Don't touch my mess. It's in a pile <laughs> yes. with my 4,000 pairs of skims underwear. Yes. Let me live. Yes. Let yeah. me live my best uh-huh. life. What no. about a Dyson? Do you take a Dyson with you? No, I can't be bothered with it. I have it. It I'm listen, this is 99% fake hair extension. Shout out to Salty <laughs> Locks. Yes. I lost all my hair when I did IVF. So I can't, the Dyson does nothing for me anymore. Okay. I love it, but it's, this is the fake hair will, you, it'll you, last, it for just days. last for days. Mm-hmm. So do you go, go get like your hair done before your tour and you can work it for five days? No, I, I am. I find hair so hard. <laughs> hair, hair is hard. But here's the thing. I do my own hair and makeup on the road. Again, I old love show pony. It's old very cathartic pony. for me while I'm getting ready before going out. Like I don't, and, and people are so sweet and they always offer to like come backstage and do a blowout or do makeup. But that's my that's your quiet time. time is when I do my hair and makeup before a show. You do a good job. Oh, thank you. Thank I, you. Go ahead and sip your water. Mm-hmm. I remember I was watching one of your podcasts and you were talking about how in high school you did everybody's makeup for mm-hmm. prom. Mm. <laughs> That's so I could totally oh. see it. I would go to the mat counter. I would get, spend like a hundred dollars. Everybody left with the same smoky eye. Oh, I bet. It was, I mean, we all looked like absolute, you know, yes. three dollar hookers. You do a great job. $3. But, <laughs> but I did everyone's makeup for homecoming yes. and and um, you know, and prom and everything. I mean, I've always been like a very glam. Yeah, that's, that's my thing. I I have two modes though. I have like troll underneath the bridge who you tell riddles <laughs> right. to, to in order to pass, yes. or I am full glam. Very like everyday casual is super hard for me. Really? People see me in the airport. See, I feel like you look everyday casual cute today and it's like but, working. But I I mean also, let's see, let's get to, oh my God, look at the cowlick. <laughs> no, I didn't put eyelashes on. I'm sweating on this couch. I do have the fake lashes because I just yeah. feel like mascara is such a pain in the neck. Yeah. So are you fake lash girl? I know you used I to be. I used to and then I do not have the time it's to lay there. It's just too much work. You have to keep to it up every there. two it's weeks. It's so true. I'm lucky that I get my hair done. My nails are already, like I hate yes. sitting to get my nails I done. I know, I do too. It's awful. It's a lot being a woman. It's a lot being a woman. So much. Yeah, I gave up on waxing you know, Brazilian waxes years ago. How'd I you said, know? forget I was it. I'm married. That. that was on my list. Yeah, Do we wax it. or laser? Are we no, just we're shaving? not doing anything. Okay. <laughs> it's the Amazon jungle down there. I don't care. I'm over it. Um, no, I probably should get lasered. My thing is I really learned since I know. tried to get lasered, by the way, yeah. let's talk about that. Yeah. I actually made an appointment. Uh-huh. I hit like, oh, let's just go there. I hit like yeah. underground. What are they called? Like ingrown hairs. Yes. And it's just not pretty. It's, it looks aggressive. Uh-huh. And like when you put a bikini on, like, you know, you want the sides to look nice. Right. So I'm like, I'm going to do this. So I went and they were like, you know, it's going to hurt like a rubber band. They started lasering me and I was screaming. They gave me balls for my hands to hold on to. <laughs> 
and I was holding the balls. I'm like, I can't take it, but try it one more time. Just see one more time. They were just under doing my armpits. I, Heather, I've never felt anything like it. I think I, was I, this recent? Recent. It was like a month ago. Because I had I to leave. Had, I said, the, I can't do it. And she's like, oh, we have to do this eight times. Well, I thought that they updated the technology where I, you know, I always get those ads on like TikTok oh and Instagram. It's like at home it laser hair removal. I'm like, what? knowing me, no, all the, the machine was flare giant. Up. Yeah. It was aggressive and I had to leave. So I'm back to just the Brazilian, you know, and, but it, that's awful too. It's all barbaric. It's all barbaric. <laughs> but see, here's the thing. You know, you were married for years, but now you're dating again. So oh, you're yes. lucky. You know what I mean? Yes. You still have that pep in your step. I, I told Jeff, pep, you're I done. Go, <laughs> I said, if you learn how to wax, honey, be my guest. But I'm, mama's tired. I just did a show in Pensacola. Okay. I'm fighting for my life in Florida. Oh my God. I yeah. love you so much. It's so funny. How do you know I was going to ask about that? Um, it's just, that, that's the, it's Monday. That's yes. The, it's that's a Monday. Mood we're we talk, talk about, about waxing. Yes. Yeah. Um, I have so many things. So, uh, so you're on the road, you're going mm-hmm. to New Zealand. What are you excited about with New Zealand? I said this year, so I'm on the road, obviously with my friends and, and I, you know, I don't carry a big entourage, but I always have my friends on the road with me, which I love. I made a goal though this year. I said, my husband and I are going to go on more trips, just the two of us. I love that. So we're meeting everybody in Australia, but I said, we have, I have six days in between the Grammys. And when I start the tour in the Australia, Grammys. I know, but we'll get into that in a sec. <laughs> um, so I just said, I'm going to, I'm like, this is the trip. But I see the thing is I have to be very specific and conscious about like how I spend my time now. And so my husband and I were like, we're just constantly surrounded by people, which is a beautiful thing. Like, right. so great. I right. love all my friends. That's not a diss to them. But there are moments where I'm like, I got to just do trips with my husband. Yes. So we're planning a trip, which will be great. I'm excited for that Good like for quality you. time. Because even when I'm on the road, he doesn't really come on the road with me all the time. It's work. Yes. It's, I'm hustling. You're grinding. I'm, I'm grinding. I'm on five flights in a weekend. It's not glamorous. We're not even getting to like see each other. Right. I'm working. So I'm really trying to find those pockets of time where it's like really quality time. Good for you. I love that. Because that's my love language too, is quality time. Quality time. All I want to do is hang out with the people that I love. Yes. But I have to be strategic in it. If not, I'll invite 40 people on the trip. Because you, know you want to hang out with all the people that you love. And exactly. you, it's, it's multitasking. It's multitasking. It's like, yes. Uh-huh. I think that's a good uh, mm-hmm. tip. I, I think I've thought that, been mindful too, to really make time, even for the kids. Like that's Jacqueline's love language is time. And, yeah. you know, in dating as well, making time. And I think time is like the best part of love. Like that's how you, Truly. you show it. It's like, when I you don't stop everything else, we don't need all the things. Right. Just time. I've, I was never a gift person. Jeff and I've never been like that. We've been together 13 years. I don't need anything for Christmas. I don't, I just literally, you could just drive in the car with me and like, yes. hey, let me run errands with like, let, let's do run errands, errands together. together. And that that's fills, my, yes. fills me up. Going to Costco when I am on my day home from the road, I get so hot and horny to go to Costco. I'm like, and me, if he goes with you, it's like, oh, honey, forget it. We leave with two new vacuums and like a case of Kirkland wine. I am like, do you want a blow job in the car? I'll do whatever you want. Like I love Oh my it. gosh. Yeah. Have you done a blowjob in the car? Absolutely. Absolutely. Come on. Come on. <laughs> I, I don't do the driving though. You know, you, you pull keep over. Thinking, oh, I'm pulling over. I'll be, okay. I'll be the creep at a rest stop. But if you think that we're, we're cruising down 85 the way he drives, no, I'll break my neck. First of all, I keep thinking about your show when you talk about giving a blowjob, uh, the head going back. If I, yeah. That was one of the funniest things, Heather. You're so freaking funny. Well, you know, I just say it like it real, is. Real life. Yeah. We're all, we're on, all out there just trying to survive. Just trying to survive. Yeah. That has truly been my year, my past two years. And I finally feel like I'm coming into happiness and joy and, and traveling and taking time to travel. And I was so proud of you. When I saw you, you were like, I'm going to Europe for the first time. I was like, that's my girl. That's my girl. And yes. then once you go, I think though, you know, when you've been stuck in a, I don't want to say a rut, but when you've been stuck in like one mindset. I was stuck in a rut or a hole. I'm not quite sure. <laughs> but when you're stuck in one mindset, and yes. that's why I love travel, you think you have it all figured out. You think... Your way is the best way. And then when you travel, you explore, you see the world. It's your so eyes, different. Your point of view and perspective totally changes. Even for the brand, like I came back and I started buying differently mm-hmm. and I'm doing a Positano collection because yeah. I fell in love with the Amalfi Coast. I mean, it was like something I, my eyes have never seen, but I, I came back so inspired and just even yeah. taking time to eat a meal and two hours versus scarfing it down in 15 minutes on American time. Like they yeah. just take their time. We kept waiting for the check and we're like, they're not coming because they don't rush you no. through a meal. And I, and we're looking at the water and it, it was just the most, 
Oh, I love it. I love traveling. When Jeff and I, there's a very famous place called Osteria Francescana, and it's a really, it's by this incredible chef, Massimo Batura. And it's in Modena, which is one of our favorite cities. You have to okay. go. It's in Emilia Romagna. And so Jeff and I went. It's been years to try and get into this place. It's like impossible to get into. We finally get a reservation. We go for lunch. And it's like, it's a chef's table Michelin star tasting. So you already know you're going to be in there for yes. a couple hours. We got there at noon. It was 6 p.m. I love and it. Jeff and I, but Jeff and I were at this point, we're like sweating. We're full. We're sweaty. It's too we quiet. We need a nap. We need a nap. I went yes. outside, tried to like, you know, when I'm in Italy, I like a cigarette. So I'm yes. out there asking a waiter for a cigarette because I just need something. I need a digestive. Yes. And so we finally were like, can we get the check? And the guy was literally like, the waiter was like, why are you leaving so soon? I'm like, I have been, been here, here six, six and a half hours. I have acid reflux. I need to change clothes. I got a fresh skim thong back in the room. I am sweaty and hot. I got to get the hell out oh of here. Oh my God, I love you. But in Italy, they're just yes. like, why would you not live why would you not just you know sit here for six hours for six hours and enjoy life and that's the thing is i think when you travel you have a new perspective obviously i've said it a new perspective a million times but it's made me so grateful it's made me so grateful for the 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 precious and joyful moments in my life yes we got to find them when you're this busy like you and you have those moments, they're everything. Yeah. And you you crave those moments. And I think I never traveled as well because I was always hustling, hustling, hustling. I never took time for the moments. Now that I have, I'm like, it's just, you're a better person. You come back stronger. You come back yep. refreshed. You yep. come back like you have a battery charged again. Yeah. It's incredible. Okay. So you mentioned the Grammys. So first yeah. of all, we have to, you're at the Emmys. <laughs> you're like, you're everywhere. Hustling. Tell me about, I have a, I have a question about the Emmys. Yeah. Like, Okay, you're there. You're in a room full of celebrities. Uh-huh. You're there with them because you are a celebrity. Are you just sometimes like, who am I? What is my life? I can't even believe it. I, you know what's weird? I don't think that. And I'll tell you why. Because I always knew that this was going to happen. You knew it. But the interesting thing is, so I, I'm not a host. That's not that's not the journey I want to go down. But I love, I I, di- I did it because I was like, this would be a really cool opportunity. Yes. I'm definitely still in the in the uh, zone of my life where saying yes. I yes. won't say no to anything. Um, I, which some I'm glad pro- you said yes today. Thank well, you. Which will probably get me in trouble like in the long run. But um, no, I, it was it was really cool. I mean, don't get me wrong, it was very cool. But being in the industry, like I, I see these people all the time. All the time. You know, yeah. I, so you're not even phased by it. I'm not phased. But you also have to realize I'm a comedian, so I'm cynical about everybody in the yes. industry. You know what I mean? Like I just I I know the tea. I, I'm a comedian. I, I hustle a little bit harder than other people. You have to realize that like a lot of actors and musicians are kind of like, um, oh, this is where I get me in trouble. A little coddled. You know what I mean? Yes. When you're when you're on the road as a stand-up, it is you're carrying your own luggage. You're driving your own rental car. Yes. You're sitting at a Chili's at the Cincinnati airport, you know, <laughs> yes. just hoping that they didn't run out of chicken tenders. Yes. Like, it's not that glamorous. Yes. Where when you're dealing with like really big celebrities, yes. they have three publicists that are walking them and down the entourage. red carpet. And an entourage. That's not how I roll. Okay. So I was excited at the opportunity to like get to have fun and kind of like peel back the layers yes. of these like very uh, high profile people and the Grammys will be great because it's a little more rock star, right? Yes. So you don't know what you're going to get. If you oh get gosh. a rapper, you get like some, you know, old pop star who's just, you know, maybe on a Quaalude. Like that's what I'm excited <laughs> about is to see, I love it. to see what's going on. Is there anyone that you would love to see at the Grammys that you're like, okay, I hope <sighs> I get to see. I mean, I honestly, uh, all the people that I still listen to are not going to be nominated for Grammys. Yes, <laughs> you know you what I mean? To the but like, people. what am I going to say to Olivia Rodrigo? I love her, but you know what yes. I mean? I just, I don't want to come off as like the creepy older aunt. Yeah. You know, it's yes. just like, you know, honey, you know, that yes. dress uh, is short. Can you yes. sit down in that thing? Like, I want to seem cool. Yes. I'm trying to seem, seem young and youthful. You but are. It, but in my car, I listen to Barbara Streisand. You know what I mean? I'm an old soul. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You are an old soul. Have you always been an old soul? Absolutely. I was that kid growing up where like everybody else watched Disney and I watched Sally, Jesse, Raphael and Ricky Lake. Oh my God, I love you so much. And Ricky Lake. Oh my gosh, Ricky Lake. I always wanted, I would go over to your house as a kid and I never wanted to hang out with the kids. I wanted to like hang out with somebody's stepmom. Yeah, or really the stepmom because I wanted to get the family drama. I'm like, so what do you think about your stepdaughter, Brittany? Because I think she's a bitch. You know what I mean? (laughs) Not just kidding, but I would really be like- you wanted the scoop. I wanted to hang out with the parents. Yes. And I've always been like a little bit of an old soul like that. You are an old soul. Mm-hmm. I was actually telling Douglas that last night talking about you. And I was like, she's just like an old soul. And I think it's refreshing in this world, actually, an old soul. Is it? Or am I just it getting is. grumpy? Or, you know? or we're just getting old. I, I, also, this couch is so comfy. I really am just very... 
Okay. I don't know if you can even pick me up on the mic So right I don't even know. That's what happens to me too. I noticed on one of our episodes, I was basically, by the end of it, I was like laying down. Yeah. <laughs> this is, you might have to switch to chairs. I know. I'm just I think I am you know. going to switch to chairs. Because this is. We, ta- we actually talked about bringing chairs in for today because I was like, it just is almost too loungy and you can't like, so I think chairs. Yeah. You think the, that'd be good? I mean, you guys are running a <laughs> way better, more sophisticated operation than I have in my studio, <laughs> but I, th- my one note chairs. Chairs. Yeah. Okay. I, so your podcast <laughs> totally inspired me. And I love, I love that. that you say that you're white Oprah. I've always yeah. loved Oprah and yeah. always wanted to be her too. We ha- another thing in common. Mm-hmm. What made you decide to do the podcast? Was it exposure or you just wanted to talk? Um, I think it's just another form of, uh, you know, t- storytelling. Storytelling. So for me, I never want, I, I mean, of course having guests is cool, but I always just wanted to, I wanted to use my platform because I was starting to get overwhelmed with Instagram. I would get DMs. People would ask me like for life oh, advice. God. And I'm like, there's gotta be so a, a better way to streamline so I don't miss stuff. So with the absolute not podcast. I have a hotline where people can call in and just tell me they're absolutely not. I mean, 90% of, you know, what I do on stage is observational comedy. And so I was like, well, why don't I also have a podcast where people can call in and they can bitch about their lives. And then I give them horrific unsolicited life advice. That's basically what <laughs> it is. Love it. I it's love unhinged. your advice. It's always right on because you say it like it is. I do think if comedy didn't work out, I would be a decent therapist because I am a little bit of an empath. But like, like if you're empath, empath is basically if I feel what you're feeling. Mm. So I pick up on people's energy and not like woo woo energy. I'm saying like, if you walk in the door, I can automatically tell what's going on with you. Wow. But it also affects me in another way. Like if I'm on the road and maybe somebody I'm on the road with is in a bad mood, that also affects. I am a sponge. I absorb people's energy. Interesting. Which I my goal for this year. was I got to let everybody worry about themselves and I can't be, I can't be the fixer because I like to go in. I like, I like to, to fix. fix. I like to give you We're a little advice, in there. <laughs> but then I, I'm the last person who helps me. Yes. And I can't do that. No. Because by the end of last year, I was running on such ener- low energy. I was on empty. I mean, I got the flu so bad right after I shot my special. And I realized my, my husband was like, like I saw the light at the end of the tunnel. I knew I was going to make you're it, but he, was, gonna, yeah. he came in and checked the pulse a couple of <laughs> yes. times. And he was like, honey, you're, you're shutting down because you've done too much. Yes. Like finally. And that's what happens when I get run down, it comes out through a physical manifestation of just, I, my immune system just shuts yes. down. You know, I, yeah, I have a mental breakdown about every six months. It lasts 30 <laughs> yes. minutes and I go get a chocolate yes. chip cookie and a glass yes. of wine and I'm fine. hundred percent. So what I listened to your podcast, the sexy pitch energy. First of yeah. all, I love that. And I've never wanted to do a um, vision board, but I'm all about it now. I'm going to, I'm going to do a vision board because you've got me locked into it. But what, how does that, you say, you know, you're going to take time for yourself. You're going to mm-hmm. shut it down. What does that actually look like. I know you're going to start traveling with Jeff Moore, making, being yeah. intentional. You said that a lot in your last podcast. My thing is in the last two years, because I've been playing catch up on the road, I was never proactive in my health. I'm only reactive. Mm. And last year I was like, oh, I'm going to be so proactive. I'm going to get three steps ahead of it. I'm going to make sure I have doctor's appointments on the books or, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to the worst the, at that, make sure I get the exercise in and do all this stuff. And I wasn't because then work happens and work is my baby, you know? Yes. But I was like, I have to start being proactive in my health, in my I just take turning my brain off yes. because again, like I said, I have two modes. I am troll under the bridge or full glam. I also am on the road doing six shows in a weekend, or I have turned my phone off and people are like, and you go silent. And I, I do go that silent. too because it's, I'm overstimulated shut down. You, yes. You're overstimulated and not saying that that's, you, you feel bad. You're not returning people's sex, but you're like, I just need a minute, but I don't even want to text that I need a minute. You know, I just kind of so disappear and people, and I know it, it's not an excuse, but text to me is now like email. Yes. If I wake up and I have 150 texts, well, then that's a full-time job. Yes. And I got a burner phone for a while. And <laughs> I, I got a burner phone. My I husband love it. was like, you're getting a burner phone. You're going to give the number to three people. But then I, the, whoever had the phone before me, um, I don't know if they're in jail, if they, if they died, <laughs> if they're on like the America's most wanted, because whoever had the phone number before me, I, I was, I was then invested in trying to find out who they were who they because were. people were looking for them. Oh so gosh. on my burner phone, people kept texting me being like, Linda, where are you? We're worried about you. And then I'd respond, this isn't Linda, but now and I'm now worried. You're fixing Linda's problems. Yes, now I'm trying to fix Linda's problem and mend like her relationship with oh her kids. Gosh. And I was like, I can't do this. This is now not helpful yes. for what I what I needed it for was the purpose of just turning my brain yes. off. Yes. But you get overstimulated, you know? Yes. I mean, I can't I, imagine the pace you go and what you're doing. It's unbelievable how you even find that time to decompress. I really uh, 
Listen, I want to say that it's I, like we're all trying to figure that out. We're all trying to figure it out. It's usually me driving in my car to Costco on a random Tuesday at like 3 p.m. And Barbra Streisand. I, I listen to Barbra Streisand, a couple show tunes. I'll cry for like maybe two of the songs and then I'll like go get a hot dog and <laughs> then we go get Costco <laughs> and Costco. we're back. Yeah, I get a chicken bake at Costco <laughs> and a back. fro-yo and I'm good. Yes. Um, I don't. I don't wallow in stuff. I think that's been really good. Like, you know, uh, Italians, we love to like sit and stew on stuff. Yes. I can't. It's no. really toxic for me. You know, if I'm upset, I uh, will let you know. And then I'm I'm done. I'm not going to sit and think about it I'm, for another two weeks. So you just let them know. Well, I let them know or I let it go. I, I very much so pick my deal with it. Let them know or let it go. Yeah. That's a write it down. I like that because sometimes it's just not worth it and you just let it go. Then there's sometimes like, I need to deal with this. I need to deal with this. That's really good. Now, everybody in my life is kind of a very like type A aggressive, like they'll, they, they, they love the argument. Yes. Uh, Nothing about being right brings me joy. Like I'm not one of those people. Yes. Uh, we can argue till we're blue in the face, but what for? I don't need to be right. I if just, you need to be right, then I'm like, let you be right. Let, yes. I'll let you think that you're right. It, yes. does, not, it does not fill my ego to right. be right. It fills my ego when everybody is harmonious. But yes. I've also realized- Gosh, so true. I can't- You can't, I can't make everybody- I can't make everybody be nice. I can't do it. <laughs> it's impossible. We yeah. are the same. Yeah. And but do, do you just, find that that messes you up sometimes though? Yes. Because I get walked all over- and I'm trying to stand oh in my, my power. Gosh, yes. But again, it's like, it's the, the lesser two evils. Like, am I going to, if I'm on the road right now and somebody's in a bad mood or I'm at a business meeting and somebody's in a bad mood, am I going to let that affect me or am I going to keep rolling? Because then it'll take me out for the whole day. It's so How true. How do you deal with that? I mean, it's so true. I mean, I know that I, I think I ha- am empathetic. Like, mm-hmm. and when people are struggling, even if you walk into work and there's like a whole situation, it just, you go to that situation and then your whole day is about that one thing instead yes. of the gazillion other amazing things. And I think I relate to you when you said today that, you know, you, you can do something really fantastic. You know, we can get an award for design and then, you know, something else happens and I'm like, I'm such a failure. Yeah. I don't even, you know, why am I doing this? I quit, you know, it's just, and I, I'm trying to be more steady and like really know that who I am, right. what I've built family, business relationships, and not about what the expectation is of everybody else for me. Mm-hmm. That's been like huge. Mm-hmm. And even walking into a room when someone's upset or, you know, it's, that's not on me. And I just need to be mindful of that yeah. and stay in my lane and, and try to not think about it. But it's hard because I carry it. If someone yeah. says something bad about me, I carry it. I'm like, oh. Oh, you know, it's yeah, just, what is that? Right now. Stay that? off Reddit, stay off the Instagrams. I, the Instagrams. How do you deal with that? Well, it's funny. I'll, you know, I'll go through, I've outsourced a lot of that job because I just realized it was like too much soul draining. I mean, I still post my own stories. Oh, I got shadow banned today. So if you don't see my stuff online, somebody reported me for something. That's God only so knows. Crazy. Um, but I, it's funny though, when you'll see uh, like a negative comment or when I'll, I'll go through and I'll, I'll try and like accept five new messages a day. Right. Cause I have the, I have the bandwidth for that. Okay. And then you'll click on it and you'll see somebody has sent you crazy hate messages for two years. And then I'll finally respond to it. And they're like, Oh, now you respond. I'm like, well, now I just chose to fight today. evil. Um, and yes. then, you know, you'll respond and just be like, like who has the time, time. and the energy I yes. could not imagine. I really think it's like a psychological psychotic thing that you would get yes. up in the morning and be like, today's a day that I'm going to comment something nasty on somebody's uh, situation about another woman, a woman. It is. It's mostly women. Have you noticed? Yeah. Attacking women mm-hmm. and a woman who's just trying to live and be successful and yeah. take care of her family and everything you're doing. And you're just like, you really start thinking it's, it is sad for them. You think, what is their life that they have time to even Get I don't have time the, to get answer my text messages. You know what I mean? Get on the it's interwebs. In, yeah. And literally. And, the and interwebs. I, on the interwebs. And they, the keyword warriors. You're like, you, I would love to have that much free time. I would I love know, to sit I in know. a coffee shop, order a turkey club <laughs> and a latte and just sit there and troll people it's on the internet. True. I know. It's unbelievable. Please, uh, somebody who's, my, I hope my agent and manager watches this. Please carve out some time in my schedule. For trolling. For trolling. I would love that. <laughs> That's what it is. That's what Jacqueline will say. Jacqueline will come across something and she 
she's like, I mean, these people are just trolls. It's just what they are. But so you, anyway, you have we, to feel bad. You have to feel sorry for people like that. Yes. You know, and you have to just let it go in one ear, not the other. I just yes, quit reading. That is and truly, looking. we can't read. That's don't true. Read. I, I started it in the beginning and then I was like, I can't, it's just nonsense. And I, I don't, I don't look. Yeah. Um, I love that you get hate though. And you're doing like interior design. I know. You know, I say pretty really wild funny. stuff and yes. very, I'm very opinionated, but you're over here I'm like just decorating a house. You're decorating a house. And people are like <laughs> coming for you, girl. Coming for me, decorating a house or doing a try on session, you know, just shripping me to shreds physically. And then I mean, whatever it is, it could be drinking coffee, but you know what it really is? What? When I started getting happy. Yeah. Isn't that wild? When I became, that's what I never had this before. And then when I was happy, I started dating someone. It all just, it was like the craziest thing. And all of a sudden I'm just a horrible human. What were their responses to you? What was like, was there something that stuck out specifically? They're like, I mean, like showing off your new relationship. Yes. That's what it was. Yeah. A lot of that. And oh my gosh, look at her. And then she just thinks she's, oh, because I went to Europe. It's my first vacation ever. (laughs) And I'm like, oh my gosh. And that's like, wow, look at her on a cruise. Yeah. She's looking, you know, damn her. She's happy on a cruise. She's in love. Damn her, you know? So I think it's people don't want to see you. Ha- they like to see you broken. A lot of people, unhealthy people like yes. to see you broken. Well, it's like the thing, maybe you know, that's it. It's like with fandom, right? So everybody loves a, a, a coming up story and yes. then how quickly are they to bring you down? Yes. And I just, I'm very forgiving. I'm like, everybody's living life. We're all just trying to figure We're it just out. Trying to do it. But I love when somebody thinks that they're sending one of my stories, one of my TikToks, oh, the they think they're sending it to one of their friends yes. and talking smack, but then they send it to me and I'm like, and I will respond. I'm like, yes, girl. Like that cowlick is disgusting. I'll just, whatever it is. You know what I mean? Oh my gosh. I love it. That happened the other day. She thought she was sending it to someone else. And I, I replied. It It brings me joy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's wild. Well, Heather, I mean, where are we on time? We're good. I feel like there's so many things. Ask me whatever. Are we we just, we're chit-chatting about life. About life. Okay. So a lot of people wanted to know, um, about, the update on your fertility. Do you want to talk about your fertility yeah, journey? I mean, you don't yeah. have to get real deep, but that was like the most off asked question. I mean, that, that checks out. Uh, I've been an open book. My last you have been an open book. Yeah. My last comedy special, um, was I, you know, I talked all about me going through IVF the first time. I mean, here's a weird thing. I am again, being proactive. I kind of had to have a hard look in the mirror the other day and say, all right, if we're going to have a kid, I got to get on this sooner rather than later. I'm turning 37 this year. And, um, you know, we have one embryo on ice, but Honestly, it has been such a physical journey since I did the last IVF. I mean, it really took a toll on my body. I got really bad PCOS. I had ovarian cysts from it. Um, My hair fell out. I put on like 35 pounds. Like I've been on a real hormonal journey to to get back to a baseline. So I will uh, most likely have to, I'm basically trying to mentally If you can't tell, I'm talking myself up (laughs) into doing IVF again. Um, But again, you you can't do it on the road. And the most annoying message I get from people, and these are the ones I respond to, is women will say, a baby would look good on you. Well, no shit, Shirley. I didn't even want to almost ask the question today Uh because I'm like... I just feel like that's like the last thing you need. No, it's, but it, then, it's fine. But they do say like, they're like, what are you going to have a baby? A baby will look good on you. And I'm like, yes. And so would a TV show that I've worked seven years to get picked yes, up. So yes. would the second Netflix comedy special. Like these are the things that are important to me. Yes. And yes. listen, I, I, invite the, I invite the curiosity yes. because I've been open about it. Yes. Um, but I am on this journey right now where I know I'm probably going to have to do it this summer when I take time off from the road. But you really, in order to do IVF, you need to be sitting somewhere for a month. Yes. And my thing was, I didn't have a traditional journey. It wasn't like with IVF, I went into it so blindly. I was like, oh, I'm just going to do a couple weeks of shots and then I'm going to get my embryos and we're going to be done. Yeah. Well, no, when you have no eggs, you have to do like months of of, of wow. drugs to prep your body in order to get the eggs. So much. Yeah. So it's, um, it's a journey and it's I'm journey. probably going to have to explore that in May when I wrap this tour. But I, I told myself last year because I'd done, um, IVF in 2021. And then I said, I'm going to give myself a break. Like I was getting ready for the wedding and I was on the road. I mean, I probably did a hundred shows last year. I was like, I'm just going to give myself Unbelievable. a break. Yeah. You do, you deserve a break. I needed a little bit of yes, a break. Yes, you need a little bit of a break. But we'll see. Who knows? I could get pregnant tomorrow. You know what I mean? So I'm I have to go to New Zealand. Yes. I mean, you're New, Zealand New Zealand. Land. You don't know what's going to happen. Let me tell you. I honestly, I mean, 
Go to New Zealand, girl, travel. Yeah. I mean, just go enjoy life. You have been busting it. Yeah. I would just say, just travel and have fun and rest. I think you just need rest. I'm so sleepy. Yes. Jess, I'm I am so <laughs> sleepy. Like, that's why I love this couch because I I literally would just like to take a nap here. Like, yes. I don't even want to go home to my house because then there's going to be questions. Can I just sleep in the yes. and flex off? Yes. <laughs> yes. We can both sleep together, actually. Yeah. There are times I will be, I'll be with Douglas, we're watching a movie and I'm sitting up and yeah. I just fall asleep. I can't even watch a movie anymore because when you sit, when you finally sit, Mm -hmm. you sleep because you're tired. But then I'm up all night. Uh, See, that's my thing. I will fall asleep at six o'clock and Jeff will wake me up to eat dinner at like 7.30 and then I am up at 2 a.m. scratching my neck on TikTok, (laughs) panicked about like, do I need- TikTok is panicking. TikTok is so panicking. (laughs) And my husband will wake up in the middle of the night because you know, men fall asleep within 10 seconds. I know. The way that they are able to turn off their brain and just let the day go. Just let it go. I don't even know how that would be. I'm up somehow on like- catastrophe TikTok. I'm like, do I need to buy solar panels? <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? Do I need to buy like, you know, beef stock my basement? Yeah. With like yes. beef stroganoff, freeze dried. Like I don't, I just start to panic. Yes. And then, and Jeff's able just to turn his brain off. And I'm so jealous of that. So I've got to figure out a way to just turn it off. Give myself some grace. That's yes. what I'm really trying to do is give I want you to grace. do that this year. Yeah. Give yourself grace and take a break. Take a I break. think that is your, your, I think that's what we do. But you can also find me on tour at heatherontour.com, yes. <laughs> coming to a city near you. And there's the hustle. I love it. Coming to a city near you. I'll take a break. I'll take a break in here. Tell me about the series and then we'll start mm-hmm. wrapping up. I yep. know you've been working on this yes. with NBC for like mm-hmm. seven years. I think you mentioned it in your last podcast. Yeah. Are you able to talk about it? Like, what are you up to? I'm able to say as much as I know that I will find out in the next like two weeks whether or not <gasps> it's going to be a go or not. Most... How this works is you, uh, like the network buys a concept or idea from you and then you write a script and then you work on the script and you submit it. We have done all the work. It is submitted to the highest level of the pyramid that it can go to. And so, um, I'll find out whether or not it's going to get picked up. But the interesting thing is I've always gotten really great news when I was abroad. So I'm going to be in either New Zealand or Australia in the next couple of weeks. So I think that's a good It's coming during that time. I found out- It's going to be good news. I found out my Netflix special was um, getting picked up uh, when I was in Italy this past summer. I found out uh, about the original deal when I was down in the Turks and Caicos once. So I just feel like I can't sit and wait for a decision. That's when I start to get antsy. I'm like, if somebody else is doing, there's nothing I can do. I've done the work. I've written the script. I've shaken the hands, kissed the babies. I got to go and (laughs) keep doing me. And then I think like work begets work. A body of motion stays in motion. So I feel like moving forward, Right. Keeps the energy going. It right? does. Moving forward always. Yeah. So when you got the Netflix deal, you get a call. Yeah. You're picked up by Netflix. Uh-huh. I can't even imagine. Is that something you went to Netflix and you pitched or they just found you because you're everywhere. You're on the Today Show. You're yeah. on tour. You're you're everywhere. Did they find you or did you pitch? So I self-produced my special and that's what a lot of comedians are doing. It. Yeah. A lot of comedians are doing that now just because back in the day, like you got an hour special on like HBO Comedy Central. Well, now with streaming, it's totally changed the game. So I wanted to self-produce it because I didn't want to wait for anybody to like give me permission. And that's- I love dip- that. That's the hardest thing. You took control. Took control. In my entire career has been me taking control because if you're in standup, as long as I can put seats, uh, asses in seats, I can sell tickets. Yes. That's what's been hard about like the television and film world. If I audition, it's up to somebody else. If I'm writing a script, it's up to somebody else. It's all out of my control, but comedy is in my control. Yes. I, I can go perform anywhere. I can pop into a set somewhere. It's that instant gratification of like getting a yes in a yes. room. So it, that's, that's what's been that's really, inspiring. it's been really like, uh, I've had to be very patient about, you know, waiting for a network exec to make a, a yes or no decision for me has been very, it's been a, a, a test in patience, but I self-produced a special. Then I sent it out to some streamers and Netflix said yes, but I was actually at my favorite restaurant in Florence, Italy called Il Perione. And I was in the basement and you get no service in this wine bar basement. So I had like 15 missed calls from my agents, managers, and I was getting drunk, having a great time. I so I walk it. upstairs to go get some fresh air. And I looked at my phone and everybody had called me and I panicked. I was like, Oh God, like my nude photos have like hit the internet. <laughs> oh God. So you and Jeff, yeah, I know, which nobody wants to see those. I don't even want to see them, but they're out there. And I called my manager and she's like, Netflix, Netflix wants it. And I was just like this 
you know, it was just the greatest moment oh because my I worked gosh, so Heather. hard for it. I can't, yeah. you have worked so hard. I love, I kind of thought when you were at the Fox yeah. that you had produced all that. I was like, I think I she's produced. I did. I produced it And all. my mind was, blown. first of all, I couldn't imagine how much it cost. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It <laughs> is all, very expensive. That's all I was thinking of as uh-huh. dollars as an entrepreneur. I was like, oh yeah. my gosh, this had to cost her so much and every minute is valuable. Um, but it was so impressive. That's impressive. You taking control. I think that's a big nugget. Like you've taken control of your destiny. You've kind of manifested it, you've put it out there yeah. and you have really done this. It is not a surprise or an accident. You have worked for this and well, y- so you have gotten there. You have done it. I mean, that is the most inspiring thing about you, what you've done from, so and the sweet. hustle from Instagram to producing. I mean, you're a producer yeah. to a podcast, to Netflix series. It's unbelievable. And you're super young. I mean, you are an inspiration. Well, I really appreciate it. And my biggest advice for people is don't wait That's for somebody else it. to give you a yes. Do not wait. If yes. you want it, go get it yourself. Yes. Do not wait. Everybody is always waiting for somebody else to give them permission. Then you'll be waiting the rest of your life. Even if you don't know what you're doing. Like I, I knew when I started in stand up, I was like, okay, I'm going to do some little sketches. I'm going to put them online. If it makes me laugh, surely it's going to make somebody else laugh. And then it took off from there. But people see the success now. They don't realize that I've been doing comedy since I was 16. You know, they see since the payoff now. They don't, they don't know how long, You've How many no's this. I've heard? So I always just tell people, especially women, do not wait for somebody else to give you permission. Go, ask for forgiveness later. There yes, you go. I love that. Yeah. I, I always have agreed with that. Ask for forgiveness later. Yeah. You are an inspiration. Last question. Yep. I know I keep saying it's going to be the last. You're fine. Um, when did you know you're funny? Like, when did you know, like, this is my thing? Um, I was a really funny kid. And again, I was never scholastic. Like the SATs were a struggle for me. Um, <laughs> Same. But, and I was always a class clown actually. So I met Nisi Nash when I was doing the Emmys and she actually won the Emmy that night. And I saw an interview with her and she said, being the class clown, she never thought she'd win an award for being funny because being the class clown, she always got in trouble for. Uh, and I resonated with that so much. Yes. I was always getting in trouble for talking too much, for being disruptive, for being loud, for being, you know, uh, silly, but. I knew I was like, I know that there's a charm in it. Like even in yes, the fourth grade, I was talent. like, this is, this is what I'm good at. And I know if I keep getting reprimanded for it, that I'm doing something, something right. right. I love it. So even at a young age, I knew that that's what I was going to do. And then again, I took the SATs and that did not um, bow well for me. And so I said, looks like I'm going to focus go on this. Ole Miss. Yeah. <laughs> looks like I'm going to go to Ole Miss and then focus on this hundred percent. Yes. And when you were at Ole Miss, did you totally focus on, you were in performing arts. Yeah. I was a theater major and I, you know, would tell my professors every day. They wanted me to do like Shakespeare in Mississippi. And I was like, no, no, no. I'm going to be on SNL. I'm going to go do stand up. You just knew. I just knew. So follow that gut. Yes. And when everybody else tries to tell you it's not going to work out, don't listen to them. They're insecure. Just know if you hear, if you feel that little fire in the back of your brain that says you got to do it, do it. You're going to fall on your ass. You're going to, you know, there's going to be ups and downs, but just keep going. Keep going. That's kind of been our motto and sharing my crazy life story. Yeah. And I'm kind of gotten through the chapters of, of sharing it with, with the listeners, but that's why I wanted to have you because that is you, you keep going and you keep reinventing. Like you keep challenging and you keep forging. You, you just don't keep going. You just keep becoming better and better and so better. Sweet. It's unreal. I'm so freaking proud of you. I'm going to come to this office all the time yes, when my family should. is being mean to me because <laughs> just come over and so lay on the great. couch with me. Literally, I was leaving the house and Robin was yelling at me for something. And I literally was like, I got to go to a podcast where people are going to tell me I'm fantastic. Yes. Yes, you are. Well, Look, I, Chaz, I want you to know that I love you and adore you. And I'm so proud of you. And even seeing you come out of your shell in a different way in the last two years, you already had an incredibly successful business. But the way that you've just kind of let your guard down and you're like being so real about it, it's so refreshing. And I think we live in this day and age now where everybody's seeing through the BS. And yes. it's like, don't listen to anybody. Do you find your happiness, find your joy, and that'll reflect to other people. Yes. And that is how we will end it. That is the truth. Find, find your joy, your bitches. Joy. <laughs> find your joy, bitches. I love it. That's a good one. I love this woman. You follow her. Follow her at Heather McMahon. Um, check out all of her comedy. I, uh, f- get on tour. Go see yeah. her. Get your tickets at heatherontour.com. I have a Netflix special called Sun I Never Had, and I'll have another one coming out at, at some point. So When, it, when is um, the Netflix special Sun I Never Had is on now? Is on now. Yeah. I can't believe I haven't seen it. Okay, uh, I'm watching it yeah, tonight. Watch it Douglas, tonight. we're watching it tonight. Yeah. Okay, I love you, sister. I love you. All right, we will talk to you next time. Thanks for hanging out with me and my friend, Heather, also my sister. It was fun chatting with you and Heather on the couch. We'll see you next week. We're getting chairs next time. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) 